0: There is no limit to what some men will do for money, especially a man like Morris Buttermaker. No, I really appreciate this. It's just a damn shame that none of the fathers had the time for it. God knows if I wasn't so busy down in city. You got my check right, and... wouldn't Even if it meant coaching an unlikely group called the Bad News Bears. With a team like this, there is only one way you can go. Cups and supporters. Oh. Oh. Gotta be one at all times. Oh, very see. Comfortable. Well, either you wear them, get that one Either you wear them or you don't play Walter Matthau is Morris Buttermaker A man so desperate to make a buck That he did the unforgivable He put a girl on the team Boys, I'd like you to meet your new pitcher Amanda Worlitzer. You now a girl? Rob a bat, punk And I mean, once you do this league a favor You and the Bears just drop out Amanda knew what the bad news Bears needed. She also knew how to get it. If I win, you play baseball for the Bears. And if I win, name it. What if he tries something, uh... I know an 11-year-old girl who's already on the pill. Don't ever say that word again. Oh, well, well, if it isn't a puke. How'd you like me to stick this bat with a sun
1: shine shirt on it.
0: Academy Award winner Walter Matthau is the coach. Academy Award winner Tatum O'Neill is his secret weapon. Together, they turned the Bad News Bears into a team of superstars you will never forget. The Bad News Bears. The incredible story of how a disaster combined with a catastrophe and somehow became the greatest champs who ever played ball.
1: He's Bobby Hensley. I'm Sean Styers. We're two guys talking sports movies. Want to, of course, first thank all our listeners for both of you dialing up. Yes, (laughs) dialing up whenever possible. Make sure you subscribe to us Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can rate us, leave us a review. You can always suggest a movie that you'd like us to do a podcast on.
2: Nobody's done that yet.
1: I know. We do have a rating. Or not? Uh, we have more than one rating. We have a comment. I guess somebody liked us out there. That's very nice. Felt compelled enough to leave us a comment. Yeah,
2: suggest a movie. We we never agree on what we should do anyway.
1: Yeah, I know. We're, and we're kind of in that time of year where winter is winding down, baseball is starting up, and we actually have this is a baseball movie. If you yeah. tuned in, you know the bad news bears, but right. we're kicking around a lot of different ideas, and we're kind of in a place where we're not really sure what we're going to do next. So we-
2: Literally just text each other on a Saturday and say what we want to
1: watch. Well, and we also want to do stuff that that people have listened to. We don't want to go too obscure sports quarterly with our movie picks. You're the one that made me watch
2: Vision Quest. That had to be the least viewed movie we've ever done.
1: But it's also a good movie. (laughs) Well, you just can't have it both ways. I've listened to the podcast back a couple of different times. And, I, you know, for a movie that maybe not a whole lot of people have done or watched... I felt like we did a pretty good job of the podcast, but that's just me.
2: We did it justice.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: so not but only I digress. You, so you're yeah you're rating our own podcast now.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I would rate it a five. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Bad News Bears, nineteen seventy six. This is the original. Have you seen the remake? I have not. Okay. I have not seen it either. I cool. Just, I just found out something really sad. The girl who played Amanda in the remake. Died a few years ago in a car crash just oh. a few years after doing that movie, and I did not know that until you know just kind of looking around different stuff really sad stuff that but is
2: huh oh. I bring never, it down,
1: so I never saw the remake. I've seen this one several times. How many times do you think you'd seen this before we did this podcast view?
2: <laughs> one of our things is what surprises you. I thought I've watched this before, but there was a lot that surprised I me. think you've so, seen it. So maybe I didn't or I didn't retain anything.
1: Interesting because, like you told me that, and this is one of those when I was growing up, I saw this. I don't remember when I saw this, the Bad News Bears, though, because I saw the sequel, Bad News Bears and Breaking Training, before I saw the actual Bad News Bears. I saw Breaking Training when it was out in theaters. I do remember that. So
2: Breaking Training, what does that mean? Like who were they playing? Like who's the bad guy?
1: So the bad news bears in breaking training is they've been picked to go even though they were the runner up in the in the league championship. To game, a well
2: behind the first place yeah, Yankees.
1: They got picked so they're based in California. They got picked to go to the Houston Astrodome and play the Texas State Champs. In the Bad News Bears and Breaking Training. That's
2: how tough little league that's is that's in tough. California. The I guess runner up. So runner up in this at, league at it, one it, park. Yeah. League. Yeah. yeah.
1: Or was it nine or was it eight that it ended up being? So. Yeah. But in any case, a small league in California. That's they got picked to, and they drove a van, cross country from California to Houston for the Bad News Bears. Was and it a good
2: training. sequel? Was it? Yeah, it was enjoyable.
1: Yeah, enjoyable enough that it was worth a third. Finding the Bad News Bears, and again, I don't remember exactly where I saw the Bad News Bears because I. This is one of those deceptive movies. It's kind of almost like Beavis and Butthead, or you know some of the other cartoon stuff. Now, I don't know if The Simpsons would fall into it, but Family Guy, or like Family Guy is a cartoon, but it's an adult-based cartoon, right? Right, and that's the Bad News Bears. It's like it's about little league baseball. But you've got some language in there. You've got the coach who is yeah. you know, an alcoholic drinking on the field. So it's like it's sort of targeted toward kids, but at the same time, there's a lot more adult themes in A it. lot for
2: everyone, you could yeah. say. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like Major League. The second one was a kid's movie. I saw that So as a kid, so I went back uh-huh. to watch the first one. What, do you, way I, different of a theme. I don't know if
1: I consider that a kid's movie. The second though. one Major is way League?
2: lighter than the first one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because the first one a lot heavier on the relationship with with Jake yeah and René Russo and all that kind of stuff
2: so more this adult
1: th- it's been a while since I've seen Major League 2 we'll get to that at some point so the, we're going to be do we'll, we'll do Major League actually coming up here relatively soon
2: so were the bad news bears the second and third ones were they more child oriented or was it the same vibe
1: I wouldn't say child oriented by any means still the same yeah because breaking training you had Kelly Leak who Sort of the the secondary storyline there was they're going to Houston to play this team and Kelly Leak also has I can't remember if it was I, I can't remember now if it was his real dad or a stepdad who lived in Houston. Oh, okay, and they were He ne- was, he was trying to reconnect with him, and that guy ends up being the coach of the team in the big game in the Astrodome. Mm. So you had that. It was sort of an offshoot of in this one. The Buttermaker Amanda relationship, where there's that disconnection there and they're they're working on trying to rekindle and that kind of thing.
2: And Tatum O'Neill played in all of them? She was not no. Okay. She
1: was only in the first one.
2: And Walter Matthau?
1: Walter Matthau was only in the first one. Okay. Um Bad News Bears Go to Japan, I don't think I've seen it. Okay. Um, the third one. Didn't hear good things about it. And they these were made in relative succession.
2: So that they're, they're same because ages. they could
1: use the same kids, I think, as much as possible. And this first one it grossed over thirty two million bucks at the box office in nineteen seventy six. And when you think about the fact that it grossed thirty two million bucks, Walter Matthau reportedly made seven hundred fifty thousand, Tatum O'Neill three hundred fifty thousand, and we'll get to, to more of them in a second. But these are both Academy Award winners right. in this movie, which for a movie like this is pretty exceptional itself, but so just a little over a million bucks in those two. The rest of the cast for the most part except for you know Vic Morrow, I don't know what he made. The total budget
2: they said I read was 9 million.
1: There you go. So it grossed over 32 million bucks and if you calculate that for inflation today, that's 145 million dollars that this grossed that's in insane. 1976. So think about that for a for really not much of a budget. Just a little bit well, not a little bit. A lot more budget like than Rocky had in the same year, but at the same time.
2: Right, but it's also different because you said you have a proven actors already yeah, in it.
1: You've got a, two Academy Award winners in it. That's right. So Walter Matthau is Buttermaker. Morris but- Buttermaker, the coach, and his backstory is he's a he was a minor league coach, and what happens is this this uh is it city councilman? Yeah. Whitehead. Can't yeah. Their kids, just, all these kids, get cut for you know they or they couldn't make it to the good league. So the parent goes out, sues the league. They get to add a, a team, and so Buttermaker knows Whitehead. They sue, and he becomes the ipso facto coach of this team. And he's by the way an alcoholic. Now.
2: And the only reason he's do coaching is for the money. <laughs> exactly. They make that very clear.
1: Exactly. You got my check, Whitehead. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, Mathow, <sighs> he wins an Oscar, best supporting actor in 1967 for a movie called the fortune cookie never seen it this is all this all predates me also in bid nominated for uh, best actor just the year before for neil simon's the sunshine boys with george burns a movie i've heard of but again never seen. seen and another nomination in 1971 so i mean he is a significant actor in this title role making this movie the bad news bears and to me,
2: obviously, I know him from the odd couple, right that's where he's probably most with recognizable, yeah. yeah, so from I was seeing him, I just kept seeing that Oscar character,
1: yeah, and he does a lot of a slew of movies, basically with Jack Lemon, the right. odd couple you mentioned, and of course, crumpy old man Tony Randall and Jack Klugman did uh, reprise the roles right. in the t right. v series, which I was more familiar with in syndication and stuff in the nineteen seventies, yeah, and then like you said. You've got The Odd Couple two in nineteen seventy eight. You've got Grumpy Old Men in nineteen ninety three, which also starred you, Burgess Meredith. Oh. Burgess, oh. He Patches was. a Houlahan. It was too old, Mick. No, wait, no. we're just, oh, Come Mick. Come on!
2: Mick from Rocky.
1: Do you want to just start this over? Yeah, Patches that's fine. a Houlahan? are you kidding me? I'm not
2: on my A-game today. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> You're
1: not on something today. Yeah. Are you still sick? You sound like you I'm a little, yeah. what I had about a month ago. Yeah, I think I got it
2: from you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this podcast just keeps on giving. It's been festering for a while. Great. That's, yeah. Can't wait to have this for two months. Directed by Michael Ritchie, he also did movies like Semi-Tough, A Year Later, a football movie with Burt Reynolds and Chris Christopherson. He did Wildcats with Goldie Hawn oh. in '85. He did Fletch and Fletch Lives with Chevy Chase. Also, The Golden Child with Eddie Murphy in 1976.
2: So, quite a few sports movies, really.
1: Yeah, when you sit and think about it, interesting. Bill Lancaster wrote the screenplay. <laughs> Do you know what his connection is, or what to uh, his fill dad the is? dreams? Well, yeah, Bert Lancaster yeah. is his dad, and of course, yeah. Buttermaker was based on. Bert Lancaster, who was known for his grumpiness. The character of Amanda was based on Bill Lancaster. Bert Lancaster goes on to play Archibald Moonlight Graham in Field of Dreams, which was, of course, the first podcast we did. Which is a reluctant baseball guy in that movie. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. interesting little connection there between those. And then you've also got Tatum O'Neill. Ryan O'Neal's daughter. She wins the Oscar in her film debut, the first movie she had ever done. She's nine years old, 1973, Paper Moon. Boom, she wins the That's Academy crazy. Award. That's crazy. Man, I mean, when you think about it. Nine years old. Nuts.
2: Now, in this movie, I thought she, for her age, she would have been 11 when they mm-hmm. filmed it. She did a great job. Yeah. and this she was, was pretty polished. And this um,
1: was just her second role since doing Paper Moon. It, it took her a couple years to get another role, which is... Kind of astonishing considering she won an Academy Award right out of the gates. Or
2: was she being offered stuff that wasn't going to be to her level, so she didn't. Really? Maybe. I don't know.
1: Interesting. And I I did see some writing where when you look at it, Tatum O'Neill's character, Amanda Wurlitzer, is similar to her role in the Paper Moon movie because in both she plays a tough tomboy who has a love-hate relationship with a father figure, with Walter Matthau being the father figure in this, and of course her Real-life dad Ryan O'Neal was the father in Paper Moon as well.
2: So it's just weird. We never even see the mom in this movie. She references that she's going to come to that last game, then they get into a fight. But we never actually see the... That's not his daughter, right? Because I think
1: one of the things I I really liked about this after watching it again is it was really streamlined. I, I felt like it really kept moving. There weren't any... Real points, unless maybe you disagree with this, there weren't a lot of points where it really dawdled and I, kind of, you know, straight off the main story. I line. can
2: think of one point where it kind of does. They could have streamlined it, but. Which one? Where she goes to play air hockey to try and get Kelly to play.
1: Yeah, but she's got to try to get him to play as well. They had to have a way to kind of suck him in because we see him on his motorcycle at the ballpark being yeah, the bad boy and all that. Yeah, but then she loses,
2: stuff. and then he still has to join Dorn because later date. in the bleachers. He's sitting there, and a guy makes fun of him. So, we, like, we could have streamlined True. that part. True, but for the most part,
1: you're right. And unfortunately, Tatum O'Neill has had more misses than hits in her career. Really, since this 1976, and life. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, they just did a feature on her on CBS Sunday Morning a couple of weeks ago. And she, you know, she's she was married to John McEnroe. That was a tumultuous, yeah, infamously tumultuous yeah. kind of relationship. Uh, Just 35 IMDB credits that she has right now, and maybe the most significant since then was when she did Rescue Me. Love that show. I did, too. Great series with Dennis Leary. She played his sister, Maggie, right? Yeah. Yeah, played Dennis Leary's sister. Because I was
2: reading her list, and I was like, oh, she was in that. Yeah. Because she's a well-known name, and I was surprised she hasn't been in more, but then you realize she's had her struggles.
1: Yeah. And then the other two more significant actors in this, Vic Morrow plays the overbearing dad and coach Roy Turner. He's the coach of the Yankees team. And what he probably really, even to my generation on down, is probably most known for is he tragically died in 1982. He and a couple of child actors filming the Twilight Zone, the movie, there was a helicopter crash, and he died on set filming that in California. What I did not know until I was researching this. He is Jennifer Jason Lee's dad, Vic Morrow. Right. And she of course did Fast Times at Ridgemont High. he has been up for Academy Awards. She was in the Hateful Eight just a few years ago, a Quentin Tarantino movie and all yeah, and a lot of other stuff. She's still going too. strong. Yep. Yeah. So did not know that connection right there. But Vic Morrow had done a lot right up until his death. I think he was well, born in like the nineteen twenties or thirties and had like ninety eight IMDb credits.
2: And obviously I mean he's still working on while he died.
1: Oh, yeah. I was going to say, still working. No. No, he's not still working. No,
2: (laughs) That'd be really talented.
1: CGI can only go so far.
2: Yeah. So did all the kids die in that accident as well?
1: Two kids did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And then the other, Jackie Earl Haley, and we've talked about him before, he was Dukes in semi-pro, which we did a couple of months ago, 2008. He was the guy... Who won the the prize? And then they didn't oh, have the money to actually pay the prize. Right, it's the hippie, the, yeah, the strung hippie, out guy, Duke's guy. Yeah, but he does all of the uh, the bad news. He does all three Bad News Bears movies. Like I said, he is is the uh, the teenage troubled teen who reconnects with the father figure in uh, Houston. He does Bad News Bears go to Japan. He also probably his other most significant role, Breaking Away. In 1979. Have you ever seen Breaking Away? That sounds really familiar. Which you're one? a Ball State guy, right? Yeah.
2: Is that about the bike?
1: The bike race. The at Little 500 at yeah. IU. Yes. You've I seen have seen before?
2: it. Where they have to tape the pedals to the guy's feet. Yeah, and... exactly.
1: He is the scrawnier of the friends. Okay. Uh, Moocher is his character's name. Yeah, kind of the the smaller, yeah. scrawnier. But again, this is that's nineteen seventy nine. But a great movie. And that I is think a really good I think movie. We need to do that here coming up if we can find it at some point. Yeah,
2: the internet's amazing. You can find any movie. That's true. You just kind of like to... You beg- do.
1: You do a lot better job of uh, the streaming hits. I I think I've told you before. Yeah, I like DVR. to get on. I like to get on. My channel guide, since I'm paying for cable, and I will scroll around, and it's like if I see a sports movie pop up, I'll go boom, and I'll record that. Hey, we might do that someday. Or I'll even, if if one pops into my head, I'll just search for it and, and hit record. So. Yeah, see,
2: that's what I kind of think. I stream, but I still pay for cable. That's how I get the login to be able to stream, and then you just pick whatever they have in their library.
1: Perfect. Didn't even think about that. No, you don't think very often anyway. Well, there you go, trying possible, to think again. Probably, don't hurt yourself. Yeah. But Jack, your Haley kind of had a big comeback in the 2000s after what was a 13-year hiatus. He had a big gap from 93 to 2006 where he didn't do much of anything, but he did Little Children, Watchmen. Uh, He was Freddy Krueger in A Nightmare on Elm Street in 2010, the reboot of that, Dark Shadows, RoboCop. He's kind of done a lot more lately. Um, But uh, the rest of the actors, for the most part, young guys who really did not do that much beyond the bad news bears like Tanner Boyle, Ahmad, they did breaking training. Uh Tanner didn't go to Japan. They had a different Engelbert, the catcher, in breaking training for that matter. So not all of these guys did all of them.
2: I mean, I know that there are two different tones, but like Sandlot's similar. It's weird that a lot of these movies we see, there's all these supporting casts, they've done nothing before it, and a lot of them they haven't done anything after anything after. Yeah. It's like they were typecasted for just that role.
1: And I mean, when you look at this movie specifically, it's not like some of the other ones where it's like you can tell that they definitely went out and it's like, okay, we're getting you because you're a good baseball player, because really it was the opposite of that in this case, because yeah, they, they were supposed bad. to be misfits. Yeah. Yeah. They they were supposed to be not that good baseball players who they were looking for. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino yeah, lists funny. this movie as one of his favorites, interestingly.
2: Yeah, and you you have a thing for Tarantino.
1: Well, a lot of people have a thing for Tarantino. You? I don't know if you know this, Bobby, but he's, he's pretty a, well known. He's a very successful writer director in Hollywood. A lot of people like his movies.
2: He did Sin City, right?
1: No, he did not. Oh, well, that's that a good was, movie. Um, Rodriguez.
2: He oh yeah.
1: I can't think of his first name.
2: Yeah, but he did uh, Mad Max then Tarantino.
1: Let's change subjects. Did your opinion change at all? <laughs> Did your opinion change? Look, at I don't all? know much Tarantino. Uh, uh, yes, you're what making you that abundantly do? obvious, and that's why that There's, was that was the reason.
2: I I got it. Now, no, no, now subjects. it's bugging me.
1: Yes, do you want me to go to the? Yeah, that's the, what I'm
2: kind of stalling for. You got the computer in front of you. Yeah. Well, this is good radio.
1: No, exactly. So first, let's do Sin City since since you brought it up.
2: Well, that's, that was a good movie.
1: No, it was. It was a really good movie, but it had nothing to do with Tarantino. <laughs> it's so, it's his type. Robert of, Rodriguez was yeah. the name, and Frank Miller co-directed it. But Robert, Rodriguez. it's a Rodriguez, film noir. Yes, nice. So now Quentin. Oh God!
2: You see, no, I'm, I'm just curious because you always you're always like, what Whoa. is it?
1: I mean, like, what are there some specific? I'm sure
2: I've seen some of his movies. That's why I'm asking. I'm not against him. You're getting aggressive. You're at a 10, I need you at a 4.
1: <laughs> true Romance? <laughs> no.
2: That's really one of his movies? Yes. You've no. never seen True Romance? No, sounds like a chick flick.
1: This is why I tried to change the subject. Is he, does he do any sports? Reservoir w- Dogs? Nope. I've heard we, of that one. We've talked about this before. He doesn't do sports movies. Jackie Brown? Nope. From Dusk Till Dawn? Ooh, no. <laughs> Grindhouse? No, I've heard of that one. Death Proof? Nope. Inglorious Bastards? Nope. Kill Bill, Volumes 1 or 2? No, no. Django Unchained? Yes. That was a great one.
2: Thank God. The Hateful Eight? Nope. Which also had Who in
1: it? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood?
2: Nope. Didn't that one win an Oscar or something?
1: Those are all his writing credits. Oh, okay. Most of those he directed as well. Django is a great movie. You know what? This says special guest director on Sin City. Huh. Huh. But he's not listed well, as... Well, that's weird. He's not... Li- okay. So he's not listed as one of the two main directors. It was broken up, as you to know... To the storylines. Yeah, to different stories. So apparently he was part of that. So See, so now I'm glad we went down this get, rabbit hole. You get partial credit for that. Yeah, it's a rabbit hole that I don't know what it has to do with. I be. got extra
2: credit because I knew something that... I mean,
1: unfortunately, that. we can't do a Quentin Tarantino... Podcast, even though we're two guys talking sports movies, we can't do anything related to Quentin Tarantino because you have seen one of the at least hundred things (laughs) that Quentin Tarantino has done. Hey, it was a good one. Yes.
2: Fine. I'll go back and watch them when I'm done watching Vision Quest, whatever the
1: crap you make me watch on my DVR. You liked Vision Quest, so don't try to act like you didn't. I did. Did your opinion of the Bad News Bears change at all after watching it again? <laughs> You're going to edit all that out, aren't you? <laughs> if only we could. Yeah. Um, we have to be
2: true to the story, Bobby. It, why start now? <laughs> what story are you telling? I don't even know. No, it, uh, no, it, I didn't really have an opinion, but it was definitely a lot darker than I thought it was. Um, I guess the, you
1: couldn't have an opinion since some of the music. you had forgotten that you didn't really even see this, correct?
2: Yes. So some of the music set the scenes pretty well. Yeah. That was... Good score. Yeah.
1: And it was uh, not, you know, not pop music and stuff. It was more... Instrumental. Yeah. Like, almost like overture type stuff. I mean, they could
2: have put some Journey in it. would have been better, but...
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I guess the opinion is,
2: is that, yeah, it changed a lot because I didn't realize how dark it was and it wasn't really a kid's
1: movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, About for you. Well, not that I didn't remember it, but just the way how it kind of exposes parents and adults and how we can suck the fun out of things. You know? <laughs> I mean, because you've got two extreme examples. You got, you've got you got you know Roy Turner, the coach of the Yankees, who goes out and smacks his own kid on the mound for disagreeing with him and, and going up, you know, opposing what he's saying. And then you've got Mathow, who really, for most of the movie, is just kind of there. But as soon as that team gets good a little bit, his competitive juices start flowing, and he's over the top, and, you know, I guess it also doesn't help when you mix alcohol into the thing because he's always got some kind of alcohol in his hand during the movie. He's drinking different kinds of beers, right. Schlitz and Miller and yes. everything they else. They said they
2: made a point that it's never the same brand. Yeah. PBR, whatever. Yeah. Well, he reminds me a little bit, and I know you've never seen this, so. but Mighty Ducks is kind of the same thing. The coach starts to do um, shady tactics. Is
1: this the Emilio Estevez yeah. character? Okay. Yeah. And he's
2: like, grab your eye like it's cut, and then when they back off, pass the puck. Like mm-hmm. he's giving them all these like shady ways to do things and all the kids turn against him Cause, and the only reason he's coaching is cause it's his, um, penance for a DUI. Yeah. So he doesn't want to be there. And then he buys the kids nicer equipment and they were called district five. Cause they didn't even have a name at the time. Mm-hmm. And then they end up playing the rivals. And it's the same kind of coach though, that trying to go around the game. Cause like math album keeps making him like, he's like lean into it and take a pitch off your back so you can take first base. And, yeah. He pushes the kids. Tough so sell for
1: Little League. Both of the you're, coaches. You know, a little higher advanced, you know. Right. Not minding getting hit by a pitch is one thing. That's a well, tough sell when you're talking about what's supposed to be 11 year olds. I don't
2: know. You go all the way up to a major league, and Roger Dorn had to take a pitch, and he didn't want to.
1: Well. Yeah, because he was soft, well, basically.
2: Yeah. But both these coaches, Roy Turner and Matthau, were both really bad people. There was a
1: kid when I used to do play by play for Notre Dame. When he left Notre Dame, Brett Lilly his name he was the ncaa's all-time leader in career hit by pitch now a couple years later somebody else broke it but he literally had a strategy based on count and the kind of pitcher that was in the box where he was going to stand you know because he was a smaller guy right like maybe you know an adult version of tanner boyle you know the the undersized kind of guy but he was a top of the order type guy, so he did not mind obviously getting hit by pitch and he was going to do anything he good could to get on base and you know wh- So if it's 02, he doing... drags his
2: elbow over the plate.
1: Yeah, I mean, he would not just drag his elbow, he would throw his body over the plate sometimes. He would crowd the plate more. And then turn with two into strikes, it strikes turn into it quite a bit. You know, he would either like again, if he's 02, he's going to get at the front of the batter's box
2: before the and, curve yeah. and get
1: up on top of the plate so that he can Get his shoulder into the pitch. He had it down to a science,
2: and he never got injured. Not really, because I mean, you have to keep. He was playing black and to... blue quite a bit. Yeah. He was hit
1: by pitch right around a hundred times in his career, which, for for you know, a four year college career, when you're talking about sixty to to sixty five games max, depending on how far you go in the conference tournament and stuff like that, that's quite a few. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, interesting. Any so you did, nothing really that you could notice that you didn't notice before um, do you want
2: to transition does this age well
1: <laughs> Do you want to do that first or do you, to you. To, do you want to you want to let's let's just do lines that well let's do lines and scenes okay. first, because i actually had quite a bit and i had to pare mine down quite a bit and i still have a lot of lines in here i don't know about you
2: i have quite a few but i think fig- a lot of them tie into the scene because it's weird, like, the first half of the movie, there's only, like, four scenes, I feel like. They just keep going. Longer like, scenes, yeah. like, yeah. showing them at practice went along. Not too long, but mm-hmm. it was kind of neat. But that's got to... Yeah, you I like you got to like
1: it as well, because one of your gripes about some movies we do is, there. well, there's not enough of the actual sport. There's a lot of baseball in this. Right. Whether it's practice... Right. ...or even, like, the scene where you've got Amanda and Buttermaker in the dugout where they're talking about, hey, what, what can we... And we'll, you know what yeah. can we do in the off season? It's still at the ballpark. And that's I, one thing that I wanted. <laughs> All right, One sure. thing that I did want to note is the multiple ways. Like everybody calls Buttermaker something different. His name is Butter, and I had to like second guess a couple times. What is his actual name? Because he's called Butterworth, <laughs> Buttercrud, of course by Tanner, yeah. Boilermaker by Amanda. Everyone's got a different version. Which of is what he was drinking. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was drinking Boilermakers. All right, so get to some lines.
2: All right, I'll start. Uh, They were making fun of their catcher before they started. They're trying to pick positions, and he goes, they can play third and short at the same time.
1: (laughs) Right. When we first see Kelly leak, it was one of the first scenes where Buttermaker pulls up to the park, and Buttermaker's sitting there in his convertible, and Kelly lights his cigar for him, and Buttermaker just goes, thanks, mister. Yeah. I just, you know, mister. Yeah.
2: (laughs) He's always such a rebel.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. I like when they goes. Is it supposed to be an error on that play? The stack kid Uh and um, Buttermaker or whatever his name is goes. Well, it's an error on the throw. It's not an error on the infielder because there was no infield. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A couple Engelbert lines where Buttermaker's hitting the infield and and Engelbert starts eating the chocolate. There's energy in chocolate. I need energy. (laughs) And then Buttermaker, you know, he's kind of. He's, he's saying something to him about eating during practice. He's like, quit bugging me about food. People are always bugging me about food. My shrink says it's why I'm so fat. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Which that was funny because that ages pretty well. It's yeah. getting body shame, you know, and that's still a thing today. <laughs> yeah,
1: I guess that's true.
2: Right along the same when they jump over the wall during their run and he starts to eat. And he goes, all right, heart attack time. <laughs> and the other kid just right away goes, well, I'll send flowers to your funeral.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Buttermaker, we got a game with the Athletics next Wednesday, and that means only one thing bad news for the athletics
2: because you always like when they put the title in it
1: well i was gonna say and that's where we obviously end up with the title the bad news bears bad that's clever
2: news. yep and then they keep using it and, over and, and it's over
1: more original than just working the line in yeah
2: yeah this one i almost wonder if they the movie came out of that you do one instead of the other way yeah. around so like trying to force it in titles first and, yeah. yeah um towards the end when they're like rome wasn't built he goes rome wasn't built in the day you guys are getting better basically and because yeah, it took several hundred years, <laughs> meaning that
1: they're never going yeah, to exactly. rise it, to be good enough. And it looked like, and it was quite a turnaround story when you think about it, but they did yeah. add a couple. That's the thing, yeah. Two of the biggest ingredients. You need a pitcher if you're going to succeed at any level of baseball. They got that with Amanda, and in Little League, one pitcher can go a long way, and then they got Kelly Leak, who can hit it out of the park on just about any swing. So Yeah, he was batting 841 or whatever. Yeah, but I do got to, that'll, that'll kind of tie into some stuff that bugs me later on. Uh, first base, second base, third base, home, around the bases, we shall roam because butter maker's saying it. And the kid's like, do we have to do that one? It's so corny. It's, yeah, they, they don't, <laughs>
2: um, I don't remember what the setup was, but I remember somehow I think it was a manager like, who do you think you are? And he, he's like, your goddamn manager, that's who. And she goes,
1: big wow.
2: <laughs> made me laugh.
1: Tanner, we lost 18 nothing butter crud, and the athletics are the worst team in the league. And the other kid goes, <laughs> second worst. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, was it? it must must been when Kelly Leak starts playing.
1: They go, who does Turkey think he is? Mickey Mantle, right? And then the the other one where uh, Tanner's walking off the field. You know, there the, the other kid says to him, "Hey, Tanner, does he go to the bathroom for you too?"
2: <laughs> yeah, when he starts when to Kelly's fight for out him,
1: there running up. Well, when Kelly's run like running down the oh, that's that right, because he's stealing him, Yeah,
2: yeah, that was pretty funny. A lot of fighting in this movie. Yeah, there was. Um,
1: Tanner willing to take on the entire 7th grade Yeah
2: I, And he would have had the him The
1: entire 7th grade Yeah
2: <laughs> What's
1: your next line? Uh, when Amanda's trying to get Kelly to play for the Bears She says, well, you're always hanging around the field And Kelly says, well, there's nice ass at the field That's why I hang around there
2: <laughs> I didn't know how to take that one
1: I mean, let's be honest If you are a teenage to preteen kid Let's be honest, the opposite sex or, you know, in these politically correct days, whoever happens to turn you on, I've got no problem with that. <laughs> that that is a big motivator in, in oh, your thoughts as a teenager. In just as a teenager? What's your well, it goes but through. especially as a teenager. <laughs> sure. Hormone sure. levels are higher, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was him hitting on her saying that she had a nice ass.
1: Oh. See, I didn't take it that way at all. I just thought because like when you see him in some of those scenes, he always has there's some, like a nice looking girl who's walking along with But he him always and,
2: brought him with him. Like so they wouldn't he wouldn't have found her there. You never know. Yeah, whatever. It I, was a I, funny I took, line.
1: I took him at his word. Yeah. Well okay. he's showing up, he's cruising girls at the ballpark. Well, Nothing wrong with that.
2: Nope. Who doesn't? Who hasn't? Yeah. I um, like when they interrupt the dance class, and she's like, I'm trying to teach a class here. He goes, well, not very well. <laughs>
1: That's right. You're not doing a very good job yeah. of it. Nobody here can dance for bat turds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great and, Tanner Boyle line.
2: And then Kelly starts to hit on that other one. He's like, hey, I have a Harley Davidson. Does, right. Does that turn you on? turn you on?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had those on mine as well. Um, Ama- Ahmad to Amanda, look, woman, don't you be going and telling me how to play. Yeah. That look, woman. Yeah. That kind of...
2: So this was just made. In- the
1: attitude that he had, uh, just, you know, sort of the precocious nature with which some of the kids would talk, I guess. Do you remember what year Hank Aaron broke the home run record? It would have been 72.
2: Okay, so this is way past that. Yeah. So that's why he's so just fascinated. A, well, just a few years past that. Right, I it. meant, but like, it wasn't like he was yeah. in the middle of his. Right. I like didn't know. But he year. would have
1: grown up watching Hank Aaron play, potentially, if you could see right. Atlanta Braves games in Los Angeles where they were supposed to be. <laughs> Suburb of Los Angeles, anyway.
2: Uh, another line is when the she gets taken out at home and then he goes, How you feeling? She goes, Well I don't have a whole lot up there. <laughs> right. But what right. I got doesn't feel good. <laughs>
1: That's right. <laughs> Buttermaker to Coach Turner after the fight on the field when the when there's the brawl. All right, pus head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he, he uh, says to Whitehead again, Be- get back to the stands before I shave off half your mustache and shove it up your left nostril. I guess he actually said that to Whitehead when uh, because, remember, they were trying to get him to yeah. to concede and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What other lines? I'm out. Ahmad, this is for Allah, and it's going way out there, Saka. And then he drops the bunt. bunt. <laughs>
2: that was well played, though. It was.
1: It was. Uh, Tanner to the Yankees. Hey, Yankees, you can take your apology and your trophy and shove it right up your ass.
2: <laughs> and he throws his second-place trophy at him.
1: Yeah, and then Lupus throws the beer at him yeah. as well. And I mean, don't you just love that? You've got Little League kids who've got beers in their hands. I mean, we'll get to that. Like none of the parents are, yeah. care. Yeah, And then the, the final line that I've got, the Cleveland, the female from the league. Yeah. Here's your second-place trophy. And then, again, you get Buttermaker. Thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Those are kind of his opening and closing lines when you think about it. The right. first one to thank Kelly, you, sir, and teenager, yeah, and then thank you, sir, to the lady. All right, all, right, s-
2: all of them. I, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit.
1: I did, too. And, uh, and even on the rewatch, I, again, I haven't seen it in a while, but it's. I was really impressed with how it, it holds your attention throughout because, like I said, it doesn't stray. There's not really wasted space. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: So I said the whole, I mean, a lot of the movie, but opening scene... It's kind of cool seeing Walter oh, Matthau pull up in his car, making his drink because like, he opens the beard, yeah, throws right. a little bit out, and he's got then the liquor in the beer. throws the liquor in oh, it, and then man.
1: heartburn right off the bat. Yeah,
2: but he uh... then he goes up to the park and he's already drunk, and the whole thing it just sets it all up pretty yeah. well.
1: And I thought, kind of again, right after that. The first time he meets the team, you just get all the different personalities mm-hmm. of the kids in there. The you know the one kid saying, "Well, here's the position." I, it was like my dad says I should play second base, and then you've got the two Mexican kids who can't speak any Spanish. Apparently, the actors actually could. Right, they didn't actually know any Spanish, yeah. but right, the opposite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then you've got Tanner, the hothead who's always speaking up. You've got Ahmad. You've got Ogilvy, the smart kid. You've got the oversized Engelbert. You've just got all these. Sort of kids who are supposed to be rejects who were thrown together, and you just get to meet all the personalities there at once. Right. I that was a good scene.
2: And then it goes right into the first practice, which is where you see the, the ball hit the windshield of the
1: car. Right. And then after that, Butter Mike, Buttermaker's driving around with all the all kids. All the kids, yeah. <laughs> In the convertible. The whole team. Yeah. Got the whole team hanging off the convertible. Yeah. Couldn't do that today either. No. I think you probably could have gotten away with it back then. Then you've got Lupus... Making Buttermaker a martini when they're hanging out by the pool. With the olives and stuff, yeah. After he had cleaned the pool, he's like, oh, that is superb.
2: Which you later, well, I don't know if it's later, but you find out that's his side job. Yeah. And like he's making the kids do it for him while he's passed out next to the pool. Exactly.
1: But then he's also telling the story about the time that he pitched to Ted Ted Williams. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Cool little connection there as well.
2: I laughed out loud when they did a scene, the opening ceremonies, right? (laughs) And they finally turned their backs to the camera.
1: That, I've got that on here as well. I laughed
2: out loud when it said uh, Chico's Bail Bonds as a sponsor. Because
1: they're showing, first they're showing the other teams. The Yankees have Denny's. The White Sox, we didn't know the name of the team then, but the red team turned out to be the White Sox. They've got Pizza Hut, and you've got sort of these corporate bigger names, and then Bad News Bears, Chico's Chico's Bail bail Bonds. bonds. (laughs) Beautiful.
2: Which I, I don't know why, I I think that might have been where I realized we're not gonna leave the raunchy stuff. Like this is not really a kid's movie. Yeah.
1: We're just gonna keep going into it. That's a good point. It just keeps on going from there. Yeah. And you've got the one Buttermaker's drunk on the mound, he's trying to pitch B P and he ultimately passes, passes out. out. <laughs> and they're like, What are we gonna do? Like nothing, he's drunk. Could you imagine playing little league if your if your coach passes out with beer cans around him out there <laughs> on the field? Already polished
2: off a twelve pack. Oh my goodness. There's probably something to do. Yeah.
1: Ahmad goes up in the tree, and this kind of goes back to your down. Hank Aaron stuff. He's like, don't come into your honky BS, Buttermaker. Yeah. And then Buttermaker makes up the story about a Hank Aaron. He's Completely like, fabricated. Yeah, he's like, thank God a Hank Aaron didn't quit. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you know, his first year of Sandlot, the 42 errors, you know what I'm talking about. Cause you're a fan, you know him. You know he did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He plays the Jedi mind trick on him. He's like, ah, I'm thinking by the third or fourth game, you're switch hitting and dropping down bunts, and- which
2: is foreshadowing the bunt later. Yeah,
1: that's true. That's true. And it's
2: kind of weird. Like he goes back and forth between being an actually good manager, coach to not like.
1: Yeah, if he laid off the alcohol a little bit, maybe he'd be a little more consistent. <laughs> what was I it don't
2: like that the one scene at the beginning of the montage? He did lay off the alcohol for a second, mm-hmm. but that didn't last long. That's true. All right, go ahead. Um, First montage of the movie, I was just mentioning, when they finally start to win, and they show them on those old
1: boards, the letters, moving them up the standings. Right. I thought that was neat. Uh, One of the games, Buttermaker yells, the cole carl Koransky shift, and they, and all, they all, shift all run around. over. Yeah, the, to the left side.
2: And they hit right to it. Yeah. Which is still funny, because it... Um,
1: kind of before it's time, really, but... You know, you didn't see a lot of little league shifts. I don't think back then. No, I, but
2: that Ogilvie had the sabermetrics already planned out. That's true. He, he knew was everything way ahead of his
1: time. He had all the data. Yeah. in the dugout. Maybe, maybe he had his timebooks in there, and you know they were relaying signs. Yeah, and stuff you could like hear that him that hitting too. a trash can. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
2: Uh, I like the scene where the ballet. We kind of touched on it and already went through all the good lines, but the. They, she's trying to do ballet because that was her Mm -hmm. deal with Walter it? She'd pay for for ballet lessons. 12 ballet lessons. And uh, you see the boys over there eating chicken in the window. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: enjoy that. And, of course, Engelbert front and center. Right. Uh, Buttermaker and Amanda in the dugout. She's soaking her elbow in the beer bucket first. And then, you know, just think about that. There's a bucket of beer in the dugout. And then she's trying to... She wants to get together with him after the season. You know, the season's winding down. What do you say we do this? And he's got all these different excuses. You know, he's like, she's like, what about tomorrow? And he's like, well, after tomorrow we do what all ball players do. We shake hands till we see each other next season. We go fishing or hunting. We make some personal appearances. Get to know the wife and kids. And the man is like, I don't have a wife and kids.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't either.
1: But that was that. That was a good line. It was like that was something that you would have seen in Bull Durham or something. You know, right. a, a line. Yeah. Like that, where you've got you know, kind of that the line from a guy, and who's it's been true, the block. yeah. That's like right. even
2: in my sports, like I do bowling, and at the end of bowling, he're like, oh, we'll hang out this summer, and then no one ever and does. Nobody sees each other until <laughs> the, <laughs> the next season, season. starts around. Right? Same so thing for softball; that ends. You're like, oh yeah, nope. Yep. yep. I liked when he yelled at the team in the championship game, kind of going along with that because at the end of it, he's like, I just don't want you. He's you. I mean, he's pushing her away, obviously for mm. her benefit, not necessarily his own. But then he yells at the team and the way he just gets those blank stares looking back at him. Right.
1: And that's when he sort of realizes that he's crossed a line as well, where he reels himself in a little bit. Which is impressive for a drunk. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) If he's that hammered. I knew some drunks when I was a kid, and they didn't reel themselves in. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, When Engelbert hits the comebacker to Joey, the Yankees pitcher, in the championship game, and Joey won't throw the ball. and just that scene and also the way they use the score to mount the tension. And you've got the big heavy kid running the bases like, do I go, do I not? And then he just, he's going base to base, and he ends up going all the way around and scoring. And Because this is after his dad had, had come out and yelled at Whopped him and him. hit him on the mound. And so he drops the ball at his dad's feet, and he walks off the field with his cute mom.
2: Yeah, I noticed that as well. The cute mom I met. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> like, to make
1: sure that I work that in Yeah, there.
2: why didn't we get more of her?
1: Yeah, I know, right? It was a pretty short movie. We couldn't add Two females or three females, I guess, we get in most of the movie. Yeah,
2: that would have been fantastic to get more of.
1: <laughs> That's right.
2: But, uh, yeah, that and then the way that the team tackled to try and get the ball out of his hand. Mm-hmm. Did you see – do you have any other scenes? Um, I just liked all the stuff with Lupus at the end. Kind of reminded me of the Sandlot. They're like, just – like he goes out to right oh. field and he robs a home run or deep fly right, ball, whatever. Where he actually makes the catch. Put the after glove he had, up and let the
1: magic happen. And there was, he figures into the Bad News Bears in breaking training. He doesn't actually go with the team, but uh, I'll save that because we'll end up doing breaking training at some okay. point. So, um, but yeah, I like to we'll see
2: his, it. His uh, emergence, the last 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Makes the catch, and then he's one of the ones that says redeemable. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the year, or at the end of the season, what did he say? Just wait till next year. Just wait till next year. He throws the beer, and he throws a beer.
1: Yeah. Did you see about the alternate ending? Where they filmed an alternate ending? So Kelly, of course, was out at a home plate for the last out of the championship game. So the Bears lose to the Yankees. Well, they actually shot an ending where Kelly is safe at home instead, but test audiences preferred. The ending with him being out because they thought that it would have been too much of a happy ending for the underdog bears. So which do you prefer?
2: I think that this was well done. I don't even, it's awkward the way they made it close at the end though. I think they should have just lost seven to four. Uh, there was some good theatrics like to the that. Yeah. What, but
1: how they mount the comeback after they get two outs. Yeah, I, I did. Sure. I like that because it's all about, and, and I mean, especially in Little League, but, I mean, you can even argue it at, at any level. It's about how many guys do you have to get on base, one to tie, but also how many do you have to get on base until you give your best player the chance to come up to the plate right. and, and make a difference at the end of the game.
2: And I even like that, the way they're trying to pitch out to him. Yeah. No, I so I like the way they lost, the though. Way. I think they yeah, should I think have so lost.
1: Too. And, I mean, kind of shades of Rocky See, as well, and they both came out the same year I where Rocky ends and In a loses tie. In, it wasn't a tie. It, it's it's in boxing. Oh. It's called <laughs> a split decision, Bobby. Because you have multiple judges. It's either a unanimous decision or it's a split decision. Yeah, it's it a was, cloudy ending. It was. This so is close black and white. That it was a split decision. No, it
2: wasn't a split. They. It- this is black and white. There was a winner. There was a loser. The other one, that's why they had to have a rematch, because you couldn't tell who won and who lost.
1: Umpire had to make the call, though. If there was instant replay, maybe he says Kelly's safe.
2: No, he wasn't even close. <laughs> foot never even got in there. <laughs> yeah. I saw the other v- angle.
1: All right. Anything about it that really bugs you? <laughs> yeah. There's got to be some stuff, because it's you. <laughs> bugs me that I have to do a podcast about it with you. Well, the feeling is mutual.
2: Oh, that's so sweet of you. <laughs> Um, I can't really think of stuff that really bugs me. Bugs me. It's All right.
1: Well, here's let me start with this then. All right, Kelly is obviously at least two years older than the rest <laughs> of these kids. Here you You always go with the age thing. Well, same problem with Frank. lights. but I mean, in, I think it matters in this though because you've got a kid riding around on a motorcycle. You've got Amanda who says I'll be twelve soon, so you know she's eleven. All these other kids yeah. are in that same range, and when you're talking about little league, everything is split. By age groups. To be able to ride a motorcycle, Kelly has to be at least 15 years old, so he is not going to be in the same age group with these kids.
2: What, why does he have to be 15 to ride a motorcycle?
1: Why does he? Well, because that's what the law says. <laughs> oh. <laughs> have to be.
2: So you're going to go out all the other laws that were broken in this movie go?
1: What? Which ones? <laughs>
2: <laughs> driving with the open container, well, driving with a car full of kids. Oh, brother. Ha- public intox. Well, again.
1: If Those had, were all laws. If you had grown up in the 70s, riding around with kids hanging off your com- convertible. While you're they, drinking
2: a Budweiser? Well,
1: but seriously.
2: Right, that part I, I know. That's just how it was.
1: Now, I mean, are we going to be completely literal about it? or that, That's what I'm saying. I, the, there has to be a police officer around to figure that out. I mean, this kid is <laughs> this kid is not hiding the fact that he's on the motorcycle. Because part of it as well is he's on the field on opening day. On his motorcycle, he crashes into the wall, and he's lucky he didn't break his leg. He hops over the fence, but the police bust him out there. So is there any way, after doing that Uh on this field, that that league allows Kelly Leak to play in their league later on?
2: Yeah. No, there's no way. And like they almost make it like a punishment that he has to, kind of.
1: All right, you can play with the stinky bears. Nobody cares about them. I mean, we've got to apply some real-life stuff.
2: I don't know that... People, we, puberty hits people different. Maybe you just suspend
1: disbelief for certain things. But I'm just saying, because especially when you look at some of the kids, like the Mexican kids and even Tanner Boyle, just the size of these guys. And then you've got a guy who is obviously at least two to three years older, buzzing around on a motor, motorcycle, picking up chicks all the time, smoking cigarettes. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. I get what you're saying. I just, it didn't just jump out to me that okay. he was that much older. All right. But you, I understand what you're saying. Because it's only like one or two year groups there, right? Like 11 and 12 year olds or Typically, 13 and 14s or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're exceptional. I think
1: he would have been at least one year yeah. too old to be in the age group with them.
2: Yeah, but they keep. Does he drive the van for he does. Houston? He
1: drives the van to Houston.
2: No, he doesn't. He does. Okay. Well, then that, that, that's pretty glaring. we have already
1: picked up the storyline. Yeah. Because okay. they, they've got this. Because uh, Buttermaker is no longer the coach, and so they're looking for this coach, and they get this older guy who is going to be their chaperone to Houston, and then they essentially leave him behind, and Kelly drives this conversion van with the whole team in the Eh, conversion van from California to Houston.
2: I retract everything I said. That's pretty glaring then. Okay. Thank you. No. See, I admit when I'm wrong.
1: (laughs) All right. Sometimes. So do you have anything then that really bugged you at all?
2: Um. No, some of the stuff jumps out just because it's a different era, but okay. But nothing,
1: nothing big, nothing bad. Yeah, I mean, just like the cigarette thing. You couldn't, you couldn't get away with a teenager smoking cigarettes in public today, but you could have. I, I I dipped tobacco as a little leaguer growing up in Kansas, and it was perfectly fine. Nobody said anything, and you turned out okay. It was. I'm just saying that was. I know how it was. Yeah,
2: that's even the smoking, like as the coach in the dugout or whatever. It was just okay back then.
1: Yeah, Haven't done that in 20, however many years. It's been, gave it up a long time ago. So I'm just saying, I don't still do it now. Wait, being athletic or chew? (laughs) Well, I gave gave up the athletic part after high school, after the pounds started packing on. You're right.
2: (laughs) Good for you. I mean,
1: come on. Just pick pick your uh, guy who is a professional athlete and look at some of them today. Just because you look one way now doesn't mean that you weren't another thing. And for any listener that wants to hear
2: of Sean's glory days, please find our Vision Quest. Quest. (laughs) Yep, it's in our archives. There really
1: wasn't that much glory in there, other than (laughs) he made weight. How to lose weight? Yeah, Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Um, So the stuff, the whole whether or not it holds up over time. You see, you had some thoughts on that earlier.
2: Well, it's just that, I mean, they remade it, so obviously it holds up-ish, like the story but I, but does. But neither
1: one of us has seen the newer one, so we really don't know no, where but, that goes. Well, but without
2: seeing it, Billy Bob Thornton's a perfect cast for that coach.
1: Yeah, I think that, yeah, and that's, I mean, when we start to talk about the casting, since you want to jump around what, a little bit. What do you- well, what? I just asked you stuff that bug you, and you go straight to Kevin Costner. and I didn't say anything about Kevin <laughs> Costner. Why is he on your brain? No, I'm sorry. Billy Bob Thornton. Because Kevin Costner is on my next note. Oh, does As it hold... we work our way through the notes.
2: Does it hold up? I think a lot of the language in this doesn't hold up. Yeah. I think
1: the biggest thing is the Tanner Boyle lines. Right. Right. The yeah. J's, S's, N's. Yeah. It, that he drops that one first. And then J's, S's, N's, and now a girl. Yeah. And you know, if you don't know what I'm talking about with J, S's, and N's, just watch the movie, see the Or good for you version. for being
2: uh, cultured, yeah. maybe. not. <laughs> yeah, not
1: politically correct by any stretch of the imagination. And for us to not today, say but, it must be pretty but bad. But you could obviously get away with it, and again, it's like, oh, the little kid is precocious, and you know, yeah. that kind of stuff when you watching movie, yeah. saying it back then, yeah.
2: But that it jumps out. The it other doesn't...
1: thing is more minor, but... There's a lot of nostalgia with the Pizza Hut thing. Like when you're when you were growing up that they still have Pizza Hut restaurants where you could actually go sit down and do that kind of thing.
2: Do they not now? I don't think they do now.
1: Do they? Oh. Virtually every Pizza Hut that I see is just the small... Maybe just, there's a table or two, but it's but mostly... just grab your... Yeah, I guess you're right I'm dime, thinking about you know, that. carry-out yeah. or delivery.
2: So I didn't even know they went to that. So yeah. yeah, they obviously had them...
1: Because that was the old school. There was a specific right. shape. I don't know what you'd call the yeah, roof it's like that, that they had. Yeah. yeah, but it's like you used to go in. Pizza Hut was awesome. They had an awesome buffet. They had those perfect. red
2: cups for water or pop. Yeah. Remember those?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. The red <laughs> cups. And then just like you saw in the thing... Adults could have their adult beverage, kids could do their thing and eat all the pizza they wanted. We had, I think it was in fifth grade, our teacher, if you got 100% on like five spelling tests in a row or something like that, he would take us one day to the Pizza Hut buffet for lunch.
2: I was just going to say, the Pizza Hut at my house, like on my birthday every year, I'd go to the buffet. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't reasonable, but it's probably like 10 bucks, but... So basically, Pizza Hut's are a combination of CC's and Chuck E. Cheese's, is what you're telling me.
1: (laughs) They also say the gay slur a couple of times. Yeah. F uh, with a couple of G's in there. And then the only other thing is, you could tell, you know, that doesn't hold up, is Amanda's starting on back-to-back days, because now it's all about pitch counts and all that kind of stuff and how many you can throw in consecutive days. Again, not to get too deep, but... You know, with the elbow and everything, you you couldn't. I don't think you could get away with her starting and going as deep as she did on back-to-back days in a little league game. On
2: top of that, they mentioned they referenced several times a curveball. Yeah, which are you not allowed to throw, I, or I think it just depends. A limit depends
1: or... on where you are, and I mean, nowadays it's more travel ball than yeah. little league anyway. And yeah, everyone's throwing you know, whatever junk they got, whatever they yeah. But have.
2: I did notice that as well.
1: Yeah. But you do typically have. So I think
2: we had. We didn't have pitch counts when I was playing. It was innings. Yeah. So if you had a three pitch inning, it didn't matter. That still inning went against you, which is right. stupid. Right.
1: Yeah, the inning thing. Yeah,
2: they've gotten better. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, even
1: the pitch count thing is 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 skewed a little bit because how many warm up pitches are they throwing yeah. to get ready for that game? Those are still. And do they pitches. warm
2: up every inning in Little League or no?
1: Just depends. Usually, you know, you I warm remember. up warm up good before the game and you're throwing. You're eight. You're warm. Five. Yeah, you yeah. get whatever <laughs> just to get loose again. Yeah. Yeah, you, you you do a little bit. All right. The should it be remade? We've already, you know, they did remake it.
2: I did, don't know if we're going well, to have
1: to address this at some point, you know, maybe we go back and watch the remake down the line, but
2: See, even with the remake and obviously neither of us have seen it. I wonder what the plot is cuz it's... See I would when I hear it's
1: fairly similar, but well, I don't know if it's it's.
2: When I think Bad News Bears, and I thought this one that they advanced to the Houston Astrodome. Oh, I knew okay. I remember them playing there. So that's the one that you've so seen. That some must of? yeah. So that's why I thought the the remake. I don't know where they go or what they're. Oh, like do they go to Houston again?
1: Yeah, and interesting that in the remake, it's just Bad News Bears. It's not the the Bad News Bears. Richard Linkletter was the director of that. I just looked it up, and he's done a lot of other stuff, but I'm looking for a synopsis to see how close it is. To scrape up some extra cash, the semi inebriated, cigar-smoking former minor league pitcher, now professional exterminator, Morris Buttermaker, agrees to coach the inept Little League baseball team of misfits against the backdrop of a tough championship, and intense rivalry with the... Impeccable Yankees. Buttermaker goes as far as to recruit Amanda Wurlitzer, the 12-year-old daughter of one of his ex-girlfriends. Same. Under those circumstances, yeah, I mean, most of it.
2: So they don't go to the Astrodome. So I, no, yeah. they don't go to the Astrodome. Okay.
1: Any casting changes?
2: Well, I'm sure you saw this, but Walter Matthau was the third choice for this.
1: The first choices were?
2: Steve McQueen and Warren Beatty.
1: Which is interesting.
2: Steve McQueen. Way not a good fit. He would yeah. be good Kelly <laughs> back in the yeah. day. yeah.
1: Warren Beatty, I don't know about. Uh, I mean, I know who Warren Beatty is. No, yeah, right. I don't know about him in that role. But yeah, they were both offered it. I'm not
2: sure that Mathau was a perfect fit, but I can't think of anybody from that era that would have fit. It's a little bit. How old was Burt Reynolds back then? Yeah,
1: because I mean, yeah. Burt Reynolds, he did Smokey and the Bandit a year or two later. So, So he would have been kind of right in that he would have been, a good age. I think. I think the Walter Mathau was great in the role and again the fact that you have a guy who's won an academy award right. and also had just been nominated for best actor the year before and you get him for this kind of movie in that role is really a coup i think you're probably pretty happy about getting walter Matthau.
2: of all the movies we've done is his character one of the worst coaches <laughs> like he doesn't actually teach him anything probably he just so. gets better players
1: yeah that's right he just goes out and recruits better players <laughs> gets drunk and falls asleep the cru- well they did for, for a little bit. After oh, the first he did. couple of games when they stunk, they did work on the He showed them how to do harder. a ground ball. Yeah, they, they did some stuff. The other, Christy McNichol, who was big in this period of time, was originally offered the Amanda role. She successfully auditioned, but then uh, when producers told her that they'd begin uh, filming and start preparing, McNichol says that over one weekend they changed their minds and she got the call that they had gone with Tatum O'Neill instead.
2: That's weird. I when you read the and I saw the same thing. I wonder what the other side of it was. Like there had to been some reason they just they wouldn't tell you you have the part, and then all of a sudden.
1: Well, I think it's. Is that common? I think so. When you she, listen to some of the stories about Hollywood, Sir Jessica Parker also tried out. auditioned for yeah. it. Yeah. Which but, that was shocking again, to me
2: because I didn't realize she was that old.
1: It and, and I mean between Christy McNichol and Tatum O'Neal, you're really not going to go wrong on either case but because McNichol is a big TV star at the time. And, of course, Tatum O'Neal has just won an Academy Award yeah. three years before it. Yeah. So how are you going to go wrong with either one? Yeah. All right. What role could Kevin Costner have played? Jodie Foster was also. Oh, Jodie Foster? Was at one which point. Which makes sense, too, because yeah. you know, they're but all she kind dropped of in that out. same age group. Yeah,
2: Because she wanted to play in Scorsese's Taxi Driver. Oh, okay. Which also came out the same year. What was your question? Sorry.
1: Kevin Costner. What um, did he play?
2: I think he would have been a good coach
1: for the Yankees. The bad coach? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think that either, like in the remake in 2005, Billy Bob makes complete sense because especially he, oh, God, he did yeah. bad Santa a couple years say, before yeah. that, and he's kind of got that reputation. So Billy Bob makes perfect sense. But I think it would have been – Kind of a fun turn for Kevin Costner after being the good guy in these other three baseball movies before that, and then a few years later, he's either the drunk coach or the bad Yankees coach, Coach Turner, on the other team. That would have been a fun little twist for him, to be in another baseball movie, but but to go to a different place with it. It's kind of
2: like Tom Hanks was in A League of Their Own at the beginning. Yeah, you know, Just kind of there for the namesake. Exactly. Yeah.
1: What about Dwayne the Rock Johnson? What role could he have
2: played? See, I think he would have been perfect as any of the kids because he would have been of that age. <laughs> so he could have played the catcher.
1: Back then? Yeah. In the original? Yeah. yeah.
2: Nowadays, I don't know where he'd really fit in. I think in.
1: I'd put him just as Whitehead, the yeah. the councilman, the guy who sues the league, and maybe that role's a so little bit So he's in bigger. the movie, but, yeah. yeah. Where he's not doing a, a whole lot, but he's sort of, or even you know kind of an overbearing dad or something. Yeah. Like
2: that. I think they probably would have had to have written a role in for him. Yeah.
1: Well, and again, we usually ask should it ever be remade? It already has been remade.
2: And there's sequels. Yeah. Plenty of meat we on the bone if you're really into the franchise.
1: We think it's held up yeah. over time with few exceptions. No. Just yeah. the stuff, the less politically correct say, stuff that you can't say. The story
2: holds up yeah. well over time. The story
1: definitely does. Anything else that we want to uh, mention before we wrap this one up?
2: No, I'm good. No. Is there anything you want to bring up?
1: Kicking and Screaming, I believe, is going to be our next podcast. <laughs> That's I it. don't think I've seen the whole thing. I think I've seen parts of it. I don't think I've seen the whole thing.
2: It's one of those movies on Saturdays. I think I've seen bits and pieces of it, uh-huh. but never. Like, as soon as a commercial comes on, I change it. And then, so I've Ferrell, seen segments. Yeah.
1: Will Ferrell, Mike Ditka. Ditka. So that should be fun. Yeah, it'll be a good watch, hopefully. Yeah, we've got some more baseball movies that will be coming up with spring training. Are we definitely going to do Moneyball this spring, or do you want to wait on that?
2: I think we can do Moneyball. I think that's one of the go-tos.
1: Moneyball, Major League. We need to come up with a few more as well. We don't have a very deep list at this point.
2: And We, we could just run through the Major Leagues, or at least the first two.
1: Yeah, that's true, too. Or we could hold off on one till the summer.
2: Yeah. There you go. Kind of All like right. we're doing the Rockies. Yeah.
1: All right, two guys talking sports movies. We will talk to you next time.